Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back into Sports Talk. On the line with us right now, Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockin for Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. Jason, how you been, man? Hey, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Doing great. How's things in Baltimore? I'm sure th- uh, it's off the oh. hook over there, man. Yeah, um, it's crazy. It was like 74 degrees today, which is very, quite odd. For late January here, it's going to cool down a little bit by game time and get a little rainier. But yeah, people are um, people are, are bouncing off the walls. Uh, this hasn't happened in this city since 1971, since the heyday of the Baltimore Colts and you know late uh, late 60s, early 70s when this was the city of champions and the Orioles and uh, and the Colts were competing for world titles with regularity. So yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of amazing to think as successful as the Ravens have been, but they haven't hosted one of these before. But you know what? That's life in the AFC in the uh, 2000s when you've had to go through Tom Brady and now Patrick Mahomes to get to one of these. Yeah, all the talk has been obviously about the two MVP. Uh, it's not official with Lamar yet, but everyone has yeah. pretty much penciled him in, or you can put it in pen really, as him as the MVP this year going against a former MVP in the league and Pat Mahomes. Uh, what do you see as the biggest keys in this matchup? Is it going to come down to both defenses? Well, look, I think it starts in the red zone. I mean, if you want to talk about a huge team that hasn't performed offensively like years past, you want to talk about a huge team that went from averaging – I think like 29.7 points right. per game uh, the first six years of this thing with Mahomes and, and uh, Reed versus this year where it's more like 22. I mean, that touchdown difference is, is the red zone. Uh, now with Pacheco getting healthier late in the season, you know, things have ticked up that way. But, they, you know, it, it, the passing game in the red zone is not robust. And, and Kelsey's had a nice year. He hasn't had the greatest year in the history of the world. And, and you know, they, they've scaled things down. They've had to. They've run the ball more, and they've had to kind of, like, weed out some of the guys who just the, 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 the plus-minus doesn't go in your way, right? The, the risk-reward of throwing in the red zone to a Kadarius Tony. You know, even last week with Hardman, you know, he doesn't see it that much. And they got a little cute. They gave him the ball down low. He fumbles out of the end zone. Like, um, so it may be a little more streamlined and predictable, Um you know, but how effective can it be against one of the great uh, red zone defenses in the NFL? Um, obviously, you've got to contain Mahomes, whether it's must rush, just tipping some balls, um, the ability to get a little bit of pressure with four and five. Uh, the Ravens don't blitz a ton, but when they do, they've been, they've been amazing. They've got the lowest passer rating in the NFL against them when they blitz. 
Um, they're top three in touchdown interception ratio, top three in completion percentage, top three in yards per attempt. And Mahomes this year has been mortal against the Blitz, just 16th. I think because both of his tackles are jumpy um, and they've got some issues there. So, like, can those things come into play a little bit for, for Baltimore getting a stop here or there? Um, and obviously, both these teams do want to run the football, and both these defenses have a little bit of an underbelly where you can run on them. Some would say, hey, it's by design. Look how often they got two or three safeties back. And I get that, but if you dig into the eight-man box numbers, too, they don't paint a great, pretty picture for these two defenses either. So, um, you know, I, I, I look, Pacheco being on the injury report all week and, you know, not practicing, that, that, you know, that could be a big deal. That plus no Joe Tooney, if, if, if Andy Reid can't run the ball downhill – like he wants to and like I think he has to, um, then then this could go in a different direction. You know, the, the other big bit of news that came out today, Mark Andrews getting activated, you know, hasn't played since week 11, had a pretty significant leg injury that initially everyone thought he was done for the year. Then there was this idea, yeah. like, oh, if they get deep enough in the playoffs, look out, and here we are. And I just what is the indication? Is it the idea that he can actually show up and make an impact? Is it more of a smokescreen, kind of a, a decoy kind of deal? What are your expectations for Mark Andrews in this game? I don't think it's a decoy because he practiced full last week and they still held him out of that game. So I think this was really with an eye towards, hey, we don't want to have to have one of those fake games. When he plays, you know, he can be a factor. Now, do I think he's going to play 70 snaps? No, um, I don't. And if you dig into the numbers, even before he got hurt, he and Isaiah likely were only on the field together for 11% of Lamar Jackson's dropbacks from week one to week 11 um, when, when uh, Andrew suffered that injury. So they weren't a heavy 12 personnel team this year um, under Todd Monkin. They were the heaviest in the, in the NFL under Greg Roman. Uh, I think there's a middle ground there somewhere. I think Mark Andrews on third downs, I mean, yeah, he's going to be on the field. Mark Andrews in the red zone, absolutely, he's going to be on the field. Um, I think likely we'll probably outsnap him. And I think they still will be primarily an 11 personnel team. Um, but it's a big deal. Like, he has muscle memory with Lamar Jackson that nobody else has. I mean, like, he's still the touchdown guy. He's the first down maker. Like, he and Lamar have an innate chemistry. Um, but, you know, we saw that with Likely last week on the, on the touchdown play where it was clear there was a little bit of street ball there and Likely wanted it high and he wanted it off the back shoulder. And he got it. So now they've got two of those big bodies that they can play around with, uh, I think, again, red zone, red zone, red zone. Curious, Jason, if you've seen or heard anything uh, popped up again for me again uh, today on the Twitter sphere about Andy Reid possibly retiring or thinking about it. Has, have you come across anything like that? No, not really. I mean, I, and I, I've known Andy a long time, okay. and I know a lot of people in his circle. Uh, it seemed to be one guy in particular who was just kind of um, – throwing this out there, I, I would be surprised. Now, look, he takes a physical every year. You know, he sits down with his wife, and they've been through a lot as a couple, as parents. Um, but I, I, this is, he's, he, I, I know this much. His passion for this um, still burns. And he has sort of used this as an outlet to help him get over personal crises that some people might have said, I, you know, enough. I'm getting out of the public eye. I'm not doing, you know, I'm not working these crazy hours anymore, what have you. And by no means has Patrick Mahomes slowed down or anything like that. So I, I personally would be really surprised. But again, I, he is someone who, you know, every year there's conversations and every year, you know, he wants to check on his health and, and et cetera. Uh, but I, I, 
I think, you know, I think he's got a lot more 12 win seasons in him. He's the guy who might chase Shula down if he really, really wanted to. Right. You know, just kind of hopping over to the NFC here, you know, the 49ers, Lions, I don't think there's a, there's really an underdog in this, uh, you know, semifinal, if you will. Like the Lions are probably the closest thing to it. They still won 12 games. They were a playoff favorite all year long. There was some expectation they might be the top seed and they kind of fell off a little toward the end of the season. But at the end of the day, the Lions do feel like a massive underdog in this just because we've been talking about the 49ers all year. And so I guess just from your, your kind of vantage point, how, how do you see this NFC championship game going? Because in the back of my head, I'm like, man, the, the 49ers might just boat race the Lions. I don't know if they're ready for this moment. But then you see Dan Campbell is chewing off kneecaps. He's just gonna he's gonna have that team ready to play. So I'm just curious, where do you yeah. see this game going? I think mean, there's a one possession game. I, I think Vegas has mispriced the, the 49ers at home mm-hmm. consistently in the second half of the season. And you know they're 0 six against the spread. Their last uh, six home games wow. getting back to to week eight. That's obviously worse than the NFL. And the only team with a with a with a bigger margin. So the only team with a bigger home discrepancy between what they posted and the actual uh, spread was Washington. And we know how god-awful they were at home. And Washington was like a minus 57. San Francisco was like minus 54. So I, I think it's too many points for seven and a half, and, and maybe it gets to eight. I think the Lions can make this a game. I think the Lions can beat them up in the trenches. I know the Lions are down one of their top guards, but Ragnall's playing. Those two tackles are legit. Um, and San Francisco, you can run on San Francisco. And if you look at where San Francisco really struggles, they struggle on pitch plays. Well, good luck with Jameer, Jameer Gibbs because you couldn't stop it with Aaron Jones last week. You're not going to stop it with him this week. And they struggle with middle runs. And they struggle defending runs from under center. And guess what? The Lions have 60-plus more runs under center than any team in the NFL. And they got Montgomery to run power inside and Gibbs outside zone. And as great as San Francisco is running outside zone, they can't stop it. And the Lions run a ton of it. And Gibbs is over six yards a carry when they do it. And so I think they can bully them a little bit. And I'll tell you what, the best pass rusher in this game, A. Bosa, A. Chase Young, right now it's Aiden Hutchinson. And it ain't even close. And the last month of the season, since Baltimore went out there and punched them in the mouth and stole their lunch money, <laughs> Bosa's getting pressure less than 13% of the time. Chase Young's getting pressure 8% of the time. Kinlaw don't get any pressure. Uh, and Hargrave's getting 9% of the time. All those guys combined have one and a half sacks in the last four weeks. So I think that could be a problem against this offensive line. Um, I don't love the underbelly of the, of the 49ers secondary, and I get it. The Lions have definite issues past coverage. I get it. But Branch has come back healthy, and he's a difference maker. They've got Gardner Johnson back now for a couple weeks, and I think that's been huge. And I, I think Brock Purdy's tasting a little blood in his mouth right now, and I don't, I don't, I don't think he's used to it. I don't think he likes it. Um, and the right side of his offensive line is garbage. And if I'm the Lions, I'm not even letting Hutchinson tangle with Trent Williams. I'm going to concede that one. But Feliciano, yeah, I think he could rip his heart out. Hmm. And the right tackle, I'm going to take my chances there. And I'm going to play around with the center and the, and the left guard, too. Uh, I think it's going to be a real interesting game, and I think the Lions could out-physical. Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice Gentlemen's Body Blend Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturizing because men have skin too. Uh, Jason, looking at the NFC South, we got two new hires at head coach. Uh, Curious your thoughts on the additions there and also looking like Bill Belichick could be out of a job, not looking like anyone might be picking him up for next season. 
look, I've been saying since October when it was clear that it was over there that there was going to be a very limited market for Bill Belichick, and I would bet the house on the field over him. Um, that's just the reality of the situation, and I've written it repeatedly at the Washington Post, and, and, and it is what it is. He's going to be 72. He has very strong designs about how he operates and who's coming with him. Um, and are you really like, – how many teams – where they are right now would turn their entire franchise over to him, right. given what we've seen since Tom Brady left. Um, he's going to be somebody's footballs are, or he's not going to be doing anything at all. And um, I just think that's that's the marketplace for him. I, I, Raheem Morris does not surprise me. I had heard from the beginning that they really wanted to spend time with him again. They regretted letting him leave. And one thing that we knew about this Falcons hire was not going to be a first-time head coach. They had not hired a coach – with real head coaching experience at the NFL level since Dan Reeves. And it was going to be somebody who's done it before. And obviously, Raheem did it in Tampa, and he did it as interim basis there. Um, Carolina, nobody wants the guy's job. I mean, it just is what it is. Like, if, if he could have got Ben Johnson, if he could have got slower to take the job, um, they would have taken it. And, and I like Dave Canales, and, and I think he's done a great job. And it, it could turn out to be a great hire. But, uh, you know, Mike McDonald here in Baltimore, he wasn't going there. Like, like you know what? I, it's just it, it's not happening. If you had other options, you weren't really going there and you weren't going to Tennessee. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting in that division next year. You know, what does Atlanta do at quarterback? Obviously, you know, Ken Canales, you know, rebuild and or build or whatever. Right. Prop up Bryce Young. Um, we shall see. But, uh I think it'll probably be a, another, you know, one of those years where it comes down to a game here, a game there within the division, and nobody in that division is a Super Bowl, you know, a real Super Bowl contender, but there's not a whole lot separating them either. You know, I, I think what you brought up there with the Panthers is, is interesting, and I think people underestimate just how toxic of an environment you can create when you behave the way David Tepper has and you fire head coaches in year one. And even like Chris Tabor, like the news that just came out, that they're now allowing Chris Tabor to leave a few weeks after blocking him from interviewing right. for a special teams coordinator job with the Giants. I mean, these are things that it's like, you, it's like, yeah, you want to hire that guy, but does that guy want to come coach for you? Because <laughs> I think that's that's a factor that a lot of people kind of ignore. But well, he's a career killer. Matt Rule will never coach, and, and again, right. we don't have the time to go and all that. But he'll never <laughs> coach the NFL again. And Frank Reich is going to just take that guy's money and never even try to coach again. Like it's you know like it it it. it, it it's, he, his name is mud in the coaching community, and uh, it, 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 for good reason. So not to say it won't ever work, but that was not an attractive job for a multitude of reasons. Again, the guys who had some, you know, who, who, who had a bunch of other options. Appreciate the time, Jason. Have a good one and enjoy the games this weekend, my man. Hey, you guys do the same. Thanks for having me. Thank Thanks, you. Jason. That was Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lock-in-4. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle.
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.